0: You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.
1: Okay, so welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. I'm Lisa Page and today we're exploring relationship a hotbed for spiritual practice and the three elements in particular we'll explore today are how to grow through pain and conflict in a way that really empowers you both in intimate relationship and also brings you closer to the divine we'll also explore how to not fall into the trap of what I would call woo-woo love and light really spiritual delusions that keep you trapped in dysfunctional relating i see this a lot and really wanted to address that with you today and the third thing is harnessing the spiritual ecstasy of sex and intimacy to to light up your whole life together so first here's a quick rundown on how today's show will flow first i'll share with you how you can participate on the call and get your questions answered. Then we'll dive into a very juicy conversation about relationship as a bed, a hotbed for spiritual practice. And after that, we'll open up the lines for your questions. So here's how you can participate depending on how you've dialed in. If you've dialed in by phone or Skype or the web call button, all you need to do is press star two on your dial pad to raise your hand and that's how you ask a question is by pressing star two so for example if you already know you have a question and you want to be first cab off the rank press star two now because the questions come into me uh, in first in um, first in first served order so the second way to ask a question if you're listening in via the webcast is to type it into the question box and each time you have a new question just refresh the page type it in again and I'll get that it does ask for your name and email address you don't need to give that if you don't want to it's totally fine just your question it's always nice if I have your name so that I know who I'm speaking with of course uh, but it's totally up to you so there are the two ways to ask your questions uh, again, if you have a question partway through the show and you're listening via you the webcast, type it in straight away. That way the question will come in again for, on a first-gen, 1st basis. My third invitation for you is have a pen and paper ready for notes if you want to take them. Be sure to turn off all distractions. So really allow this time to be for you so you can make the most of the call. And my invitation is, at the end of the call, you will undoubtedly have come here to hear something. And you'll have revelations and new insights. And maybe you'll feel really strongly about it. As we both know, nothing changes in your life until you embody those realizations. And that's something I'm really deeply passionate about, in helping women do is to embody these new insights and revelations that come to you so my invitation is at the end of the show whether you're listening live right now or you're listening to the recording later on make a commitment to yourself to take some embodied action to embody that realization that revelation maybe it's a new practice to take on maybe it's Reaching out to help maybe it's emailing me which you know you can do Lisa at self satisfaction for women Maybe it's just something you know You must do go speak with someone go do something not do something Take some time out for yourself, whatever it might be, but make sure you do something with your body Not just think about it. Okay, because that's really where the magic is so For those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Lisa Page and I'm the founder of Soul Satisfaction for Women and I've been uh, exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for over 20 years now and for the last 15 plus years sharing what I've discovered along the way from my own personal journey as well as my professional journey in my training and with clients from around the world so that you can truly enjoy the soul satisfying life and love and sex and intimacy that you really most deeply desire and my deepest passion as I was saying before is really helping you to transform information into transformation you know that moment where you're truly embodying this new way of being because that's where things change in your everyday life so right now unless you're driving if you're driving somewhere don't close your eyes but if you it is safe to do so go ahead close your eyes and take a couple of full rich breaths to really bring your awareness into your body feel your toes feel your belly your heart and feel really grounded and connected With yourself and then allow that to overflow into connection with every other woman on this call there's a community of beautiful women on this call from around the world so connect with them belly to belly and feel that in a very real way and from that place let's dive in from that real connection so when I say hotbed uh, that relationship really is a hotbed for spiritual practice I mean it in all the ways that a hotbed might be inferred I mean in my experience both personally and professionally if you really want your relationship to be not just a place where you uh, get to fulfill the fantasy of the romantic vision of a relationship with a white picket fence. If you really want to be a place where you also get to explore and embody all of who you are, the and the essence of who you are as a an embodiment of love, capital L, then relationship, in particular intimate relationship, is such an exquisite hotbed to do that. Because not only do you get to experience both in hot bed both in bed and in your sex and intimacy but also in daily life and intimate connection you get to experience glimpses of what oneness really feels like what ecstasy really feels like the bliss of freedom and love and consciousness you get to experience that in these exquisite moments of intimate relationship what you also get to experience is all your stuff all your wounding your fears your triggers that's what intimate relationship naturally brings up for you so if you want to use relationship as a hotbed for spiritual practice rather than just to fulfill you know a life where you're safe together and you co-create a white picket fence a version of marriage or whatever that means to you if you really want to use it as a bed for spiritual practice then you've got to be prepared for both the agony and the ecstasy okay and let's face it this as a path is not for the faint-hearted let's be real there's this great bliss that I was just talking about and it gives you this chance to experience this exquisite love that lives and breathes us all and revelations of joy and ecstasy and oneness and at the same time it brings up your greatest fears and wounding and your stuff I never forget one of our clients from New Zealand a couple that we've been working with I remember her um, emailing me and saying oh my god since we've met you I've never felt so much pain <laughs> and then she wrote dot 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 and life is so much more worth living it's whole it's deep and it's passionate and it's love and it was such a revelation to her that that she could use her intimate relationship as an alchemy not just for personal growth and being more and more empowered but actually for spiritual growth and spiritual revelation and the ever unfolding of knowing the truth of who you are, the truth of life. So, what is a spiritual practice? And I think it will probably mean something different to you, to the next woman, to me. The way whenever I hear the word spiritual, I always think of that as, as relating to spiritual soul. And spirit, in the essence of the word where it's derived, actually means breath, right? So this uh, (laughs) non-solid expression of this spirit, this love that lives and breathes us all, that is our spirit, that is our soul. It's something sublime, subtle right so spiritual practice is if, if, if the definition of practice is the actual application of an idea like right, the embodying of an idea then spiritual practice is actually living as that sublime breath that lives and breathes us all that sublime love capital L freedom consciousness this mystery that we will never be able to grasp with our mind but that we know In our heart because we've glimpsed it in particular moments so practice is the living of that the moment-by-moment practical application the practical living of that in in day-to-day life now it's not rocket science of course in that definition it's very simple but living truth is vastly different from knowing it in your head or even in your heart or even in your soul it's vastly different so I remember one of my earliest teachers saying knowledge becomes wisdom when you live it when you embody it and so that is the reason why intimate relationship is such a frickin' hot bed <laughs> because it is hot it's sexy it's ecstatic right it's fuck with a capital F and it's also hot because it's a fire that burns away the dysfunction the wounding the stuff quote unquote that holds us back from living that love in every moment of our life and the allowing of the the ever evolving next layer of truth that is always arising from within and around us if we're willing to explore it and become aware of it so again if you have questions as we move through the content i start you to raise your hand at any time and i'll take your question first or if you're listening by the webcast type it in or if you have a revelation put your hand up to share your revelation or type it in if you're listening via the webcast it's always great to know how this is how you're relating to this moment by moment rather than me just sharing information let's really explore this together in a way that's real in your life today so the first piece i would love to explore with you is how to grow through pain and conflict in a way that empowers you both and brings you closer to the divine how you experience the divine first of all is going to be different to the next person so let's drop any wrong or right about how that has got to look but the thing is that's important to remember is that it can be easy when you have that that glimpse of of this unfathomable love right I mean I'm, I write poetry and sometimes I experience this love this freedom in a way that I, I can't even write it down in in words because it's so indescribable and I know that you've had the, those experiences too and sometimes it can be easy to think that you're feeling that because of your intimate partner rather than what you're sharing together in that moment is actually giving you an opportunity to experience something that's already within you. So this is where we tend to fear that if we lose our lover, we lose our intimate partner, We're going to lose something, but how can you lose who you really are? You are that. So it's triggered because of our own childhood wounding, of abandonment and everything else that went on. And we all have different wounding from childhood. If you can commit to the exploring, the unveiling, the revealing of this truth and this love and this power, within yourself and practice living that moment by moment and then bring the fruits of that practice to your intimate partner rather than either overtly or secretly wanting your partner to give you something you feel you don't have yourself then you don't trap your partner and you don't trap yourself because as soon as you think that you've got a that your partner can give you something that you don't already have within yourself you start trading Like women trade pussy for love, right? We trade sex for love or we trade our silence. We don't speak up because we think that that will give us the love that we forget we already are. We forsake boundaries. Men do their own version of the same. But if you you can commit to your own exploration and revelation of that love and your own practice of living it and bring the juicy fruits of that practice to your intimate partner, then you have something to work with and if you're both committed to love more than being right being in power with each other like yourselves and together a power capital P opening as love then every trigger and every conflict and every pain just as much as every ecstasy really is an opportunity to embody that love you are more and more and more. Sometimes by simple revelation, sometimes because something really deep has to burn away, right? So this piece around power is also a really important one because power for a lot of people is misconstrued. I'm talking power with a capital P the power that you are at your core, not when you overpower someone, when you make someone do something that they don't want to do because you're more physically strong than them or emotionally or whatever. I'm talking about, you know, we talk about giving our power away to someone. I don't actually believe we ever do that. We all always have access to power. We are power. The question is do we embody it and if not why not with this person in this situation that's where your exploration has got to be and it's important to know that the degree to which you're grounded and embodying your own power determines how much you knowingly or unknowingly disempower others that's a really really important thing to know so when you're truly fully ing- grounded in your own embodiment of power there's no need to make the other person wrong or right right there's no need to say something that makes them feel guilty or are obliged or to shame them or blame them because you're, you, you, you're okay no matter how they feel you're okay within yourself you can consciously choose to stay or go, to speak or not speak. There's no suppression or repression of who you are in order to feel powerful because you you already are. You are power. You are full of this innate power. So if you want your relationship to be a place of spiritual practice of the ever-evolving embodiment unfolding of, of truth then there are probably three main things that I would say are really important to explore one is know thyself I mean really do your own work know your fears know your stuff and work with them yourself whenever we work my partner Mo Lash, and I work with couples and whenever we work with a couple we never just do a couple sessions we always I work with her he works with him and we work with them as a couple together so the four of us and the reason is because you always have to do your own work your own practice so you can bring the fruits of that practice to your intimate relationship you've got your own pile of crap to clear up, as does your partner. So when you can both be committed to doing your own work, then when you come together, you're far less likely to dump all of your stuff onto your intimate partner. So know know thyself. Secondly is mm. commit to love. And this is especially important in moments of conflict and I can put my hand up for this as well. You know, there's something that Mo and I have been doing lately in our own personal relationship and that is whenever we're in conflict or someone's really triggered is just kind of pausing for a moment and asking, okay, what am I committed to? What am I committed to here? And you might notice that there's a part of you that's really freaking committed to being right (laughs) or there's a to feeling committed to feeling safe or to getting the love you feel you deserve or something But you've got to ask yourself what are you really committed to because in the moments when we're not triggered we say out loud I'm committed to to love I'm committed to truth but can you really hear the truth from your partner when your partner says Something that that hurts you even though it's not about you it's just how they feel or are you committed to actually saying your own truth out loud are you committed to being in the not knowing of whether you'll even stay together even though that feels incredibly unsafe right so what are you committed to if you can commit to love Or have an agreement on what you're committed to outside of a moment of conflict then you can recalibrate your own remembering of that in moments when you're triggered what what am I committed to oh that's right even though there's a really strong part of me that wants to tell you to fuck off because you've hurt my feelings or wants to just go on and on and on about all the things you've done wrong because I want to feel right because then I'll feel safer or whatever You've got to ask, is that what I'm committed to? Or am I committed to love? doesn't mean you forsake your boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't speak your truth. It means you recalibrate to what you would consciously want to be committed to rather than what your wounding and triggers cause you in the moment to all of a sudden be committed to, for the most part, unconsciously. The third piece, so the first is know thyself. The second is what you're committed to, committing to love or whatever it is that you agree to be committed to. And the third is start afresh every moment, every day. So I have an agreement with with Mo that um, I never assume, we never assume to know your partner, never assume to know how they feel or even who they are. Because as soon as you take an out breath, you are a new person, and there's something incredibly delicious about standing in front of this man or woman who you 've been in intimate relationship with either for a day or for a decade or however many decades, and actually not knowing who they are, not assuming and and wanting to dive into this person and being curious about that, how they feel, rather than making them wrong for it, and and enjoying the mystery, riding it. It is a wild ride, but enjoying that wild ride rather than making them wrong for it, or trapping them into being who they promised they would be a year ago. Because as you know, when you really start to embody your own truth, it changes. It changes every moment it changes every day so why would you trap yourself or your partner into a truth that they revealed to you yesterday what's true for them might be completely different today it's not an easy road conscious relating it's very much more challenging than than committing to everything being the same forever but also it's incredible Incredibly enlivening, like deep rawness and passion and aliveness in your sex and in your intimacy and your relating with each other comes from giving yourself and each other the freedom to be who you really are in this moment and never assuming. So... Let's now speak to this piece around how to not fall into the trap of woo-woo, love and light, spiritual delusions that keep you trapped in dysfunctional relating. And I really wanted to bring this in with you because um, I think what can often happen is we think, oh, I'm in a conscious relationship, I'm learning how to be love and light, and... um, what I do want to say out loud is this doesn't mean that you stay in a dysfunctional relationship to practice love if you're committed to practicing love doesn't mean you stay in dysfunction you always have a choice always the question is are you choosing consciously from your truth as it is arising, or are you choosing from patterns of old from wounding from triggers I will never ever forget as a lot of you know I've done many intensives with uh, David Data, and eight, six as a participant as, and two assisting. And uh, one of the first intensives that I did, and, you know, a lot of them are seven-day intensives, so they're pretty intensive. I, I was straight out of living in an ashram, and I remember him looking me straight in the eye and saying, I bet your spiritual practice is all geared toward feeling calm and peaceful. And I kind of looked at him and went, um, yep <laughs> and what was revealed to me in that moment was how I was using my spiritual practice to feel calm and peaceful because I wasn't being radically honest with myself I wasn't I had had um, years of suppressed emotion where I hid my stuff under my spiritual practice trying to feel better but actually I had hurt and anger and um, wounding that I needed to address that I needed to explore and express and heal and uh, I think that any practice you do I've seen that with women a lot of women when they come into women's work they discover Kali and they use that as an excuse to dump toxic rage on their man that's not what Kali is about the essence of Kali as an archetype, as a divine force, is this incredible force of love that loves for truth, that speaks for truth, that will slice off the head of illusion. It doesn't give you the right to abuse your man as a dump, your toxic rage of years gone by, onto this poor man. It's not what it's about. You know, I. You could use any spiritual practice to stay trapped in your own delusions you could use any spiritual practice to trap the other into expectation of how they should be but that's not what it's about so I've seen women uh, use this practice of I've got to express everything you know how I feel to my man and he's just got to take it as a way to make him feel small, because she didn't feel strong. But when she went into that rage, she felt more powerful, right? But underneath, there was this hurt and a vulnerability. And if she could, it's very confusing for the masculine. They can always kind of tell when it's just a, when it's bullshit. But then we get trapped in this. Oh, but maybe I should be doing this. Or I should be doing that. This is about you being radically honest with yourself and each other. And making sure that your spiritual practice is liberating you, not entrapping you. Any spiritual practice can be used to prop up your patterns of separation from soul or spirit, to prop up your denial, your avoidance, your unlove, or it can be used. To dive into the most exquisite real true love you've ever ever experienced you know equally you know there might be let's say you had a man and he was saying well I'm practicing being the witness and so then he stands in front of you when you're expressing your hurt and he just stands there with no heart connection whatsoever And he thinks he's being the witness because that's what he's practiced virtually. But actually what he's avoiding is engaging with the tenderness of your heart because he's too fucking scared. So he's hiding between his practice of being this emptiness when actually what would serve him and you both is, is engaging in the tenderness of your heart. Right? So it can go both ways. So do your own therapy, do your own work, bring the fruits of your own spiritual practice to each other. Be radically honest and be more and more aware of when it's your stuff. And so you can sit in that discerning of is this mine, is this my partner's? And if it is your partner's, then lovingly, lovingly bring awareness to each other. Yes, love can be tender. Yes, love can be wrathful. But it's not a toxic dump. It's an open-hearted expression as an invitation, right? It is very different to a toxic dump. And know what you're all both committed to. The other thing that I see a lot in um, this woo-woo, love and light spiritual practice in relationship is this talk about mirror that everything you see in your partner, you're just seeing what's in yourself, so you work on it for yourself. And that is very true to a large degree. But what if your intimate partner is being a total narcissist, a total selfish bastard? Truly, with no regard for your heart, your body, your soul at all. Do you stand there and engage in the dysfunction and put up with crap and say, well, I'm just seeing how I'm a narcissist with myself and when I heal that, he won't be like that. Well, maybe not. Maybe he's destined to be a narcissist and do for the rest of his life, right? Who knows? But don't trap yourself in dysfunctional relating by thinking it's all about you, that if you could just be a better person, that if you could just polish your own mirror, then it wouldn't happen. Yes, there's a huge degree of truth in the mirror. Yes. Look in the mirror of your relating and see what's real with you. But don't use it as an excuse to prop up a pattern of being abused or to prop up a pattern of not expressing how you really feel or to prop up a pattern of anything, right? You don't need to blame the other person or shame them for being how they are. But you always have the power to make a choice to engage fully or move on that's where it gets juicy because as a woman I think quite often women feel why isn't love enough why you know and and or maybe there's a fear of leaving because you're afraid of being alone I'll never forget sitting in the car with one of my closest friends probably 15 years ago and she knew that it was time to leave a relationship and yet I said to her, what are you really afraid of? And she just burst into tears and said, I'm so afraid of being alone. And she never realized that she was afraid of that. You know, maybe you're afraid because you've forgotten you are love. Maybe you've forgotten your own power. Maybe on some level you feel good about blaming your partner for not being as evolved as you because that makes you feel good about yourself. I don't know. We all have our own stuff so my invitation is really lovingly explore what's really going on for you because you know then you can use your intimate relationship and what comes up to know thyself to trust truth over childhood patterns and wounding right moment by moment awareness And then you get to free each other. You free yourself with radical honesty, with truthful relating and being the love you want and really gifting each other. So let's speak for a moment. Again, if you've got questions or revelations that have come up for you, please share them in the question box if you're listening via the webcast or if you're listening in by the phone. Uh, or web call or Skype, press star 2 to raise your hand because I'm going to open the lines for questions soon. Hmm. I can see some revelations coming through, so thank you for sharing those. Again, press star 2 if you are wanting to raise your hand to ask a question. And so let's talk a little bit about harnessing the spiritual ecstasy of sex and intimacy to light up. Your whole life together so there is exquisite spiritual ecstasy to be experienced in lovemaking right and I'm sure you've experienced it to some degree orgasm itself is uh, in French, a right a little death it's a little death and when you when you die you awaken to what's new right orgasm itself if you look at brain scans expands your awareness When you're a woman and you have an orgasm you create oxytocin which deepens connection same with a man, right? so the spiritual ecstasy of expanded awareness and death and rebirth and deep connection Gives us a glimpse of of what can be experienced in any given moment, you know you can walk out right now into onto the beach or into the park and feel the ecstasy of the wind tussling your hair of of literally being fucked open by life if you really tap into it it's happening all the time there's an ecstasy of living that is alive in your own body we just did a, a, another embody she workshop um, here in South Australia where I live and to see these women really exploring and unraveling and opening in this ecstatic revelations within their own body is such a gift to behold because you have access to that in any given moment in intimate relationship in your sex and intimacy what if you could harness that spiritual ecstasy that you can experience with each other and by yourself just as much as if you're if you're in an intimate relationship experience it so fully that it nourishes you body heart mind and soul that it inspires you that it energizes you that it reminds you of, of love and of the ecstasy of life and that it really does light you up and not only are you then totally lit up yourself, but then overflowing with that light and gifting it to the other, gifting it to your intimate partner if you have one, or gifting it to everyone in your life. I'm not saying, "Have sex with everyone in your life." I'm saying the embodiment, the knowing, becoming alive as this ecstasy. And letting it light up your own body, your heart, your mind, your light. You know, you can touch that ecstasy yourself. Here's the thing. If you think about making love, let's say you're making love with someone. Even if you're making love with yourself, you could do it just to get your own needs met, right? Just to release tension. You make love and all it is is having sex so that you feel better, right? You might as well be masturbating. You might as well be, you know, but you're doing it with a partner right you're both just getting off on each other and then the next layer would be not just enjoying that sexual pleasure and but actually engaging in that sexual intimacy uh, for the sake of each other you know yes you get your own needs yet less you share in meeting each other's needs but there's this heart connection and then you start to evolve that into this experience of love and connection and revelation of sexual ecstasy and there, it goes from being your own bubble to sort of including someone else in the bubble. And then you can actually make love as an offering to all, like as, a, as an embodiment of love. When, whenever my partner and I make love, I always do my best to uh, radiate that out into the world imagine the whole world being infused by the pleasure and the joy and the love and the freedom of your lovemaking. what an exquisite vibration to be sending out as an offering to everyone everything so your sex and intimacy can be a way to experience spiritual ecstasy and you can use it to nourish yourself, nourish your relationship, bring alive yourself for your relationship, light it up, and then share it with the world as a gift, as an offering. So intimate relationship is indeed a hotbed, right? Together you can experience ecstatic revelations, blissed oneness, the pleasure of life, surrender, claim love, freedom, consciousness, and you also have the opportunity. To burn away what prevents you from living that love, living that freedom and that consciousness with everyone every day. It's like an alchemical pot. It's a training ground, a practice place. It's a burning ground. It's a it's a of death and rebirth. If you let it, you rebirthing and you again and again and again into the ever evolving living of love. It's not easy, but. Oh, my God! Can it be exquisitely fulfilling and um, liberating? So I'm going to open the lines for questions. Now, I noticed there are quite a number of people on the phone line, but no hands up, so can I just ask someone to raise their hand even if I have a question just so I know that the raising hand function by pressing star 2 is actually working while you're doing that I'm going to have a look at the questions that have come through in the question box so Pat has shared this let me just open it up so I can read what you've got Pat sharing English is not a language of the heart when you said you can't find the words it's because there aren't any in native Lakota over 400 words for feelings in Mohican the word natashnaya means the feeling two people experience when their eyes connect deeply with feeling oh that's so beautiful Pat thank you yeah sometimes words just don't cut it Marsha from the US as well is saying I never thought about that way never thought about it that way power embodiment or not versus giving power away thank you okay that's brilliant Marsha I'm glad that really touched you so Kirsten has said sorry school pick up thank you so she's had to switch to uh, from the phone to uh, the question box no problem Kirsten that's fine let me go back so if you have no questions we can finish here those women who are on the line I do see you (laughs) and you're welcome just to share a revelation or we can finish here Mm. let's see if you have any questions Okay, I do, as I go to the question box, I do just want to check. Alright, so if you have a question, type it into the box. If not, we can finish. I always get a little bit worried when I see a bunch of you online and no questions come through. I might just call on Kiri Devi. Even if you don't have a question, can you press star two to raise your hand so that I know that the star two button is working? So Joan, would you do that for me? That would be really helpful. Hmm. Star two to raise your hand. Okay, so that's not opening all right I'm going to open all the lines and I'll give everyone an opportunity if you have a question say yes I'll be able to see who's speaking from my uh, control panel here I just want to see I always get worried about that button not working so bear with me okay all lines are unmuted now okay does anyone have a question
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so, all right, I'll mute the lines again. So, Kiri Devi, your hand was raised. Thank you. I'm just going to open your line. Hello. Hello. Hi. Do you have a question or were you just helping me out so I knew that the star button <laughs> was working?
0: No, so this, this is the first for me. I was looking for where the statue button was. <laughs>
1: ah, beautiful. Well, welcome. First time.
0: But then, then I, then there's a box in here that says raise or lower hand. So I clicked on that, and that worked. Okay. Beautiful.
1: Okay. No problem. So, do you yeah. have a revelation no, pretty- or a question? Um.
0: Uh, no, I just agree with you about um the embodying it, and it's how mm. how to like go from the 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 mind or the heart to embodying it, and I'm getting mm. from you it's just to do it make a mistake, learn from it, do it again, make a mistake, learn from it, and <laughs> yeah. to be in a place where it's safe enough to do that, mm. like safe, safety to be real. Um, yes. Yeah. Which brings up the whole issue of trust and sure. not... not and I, I, I know enough to know that it's projection. When, so it's not trusting your partner. It's actually trusting yourself. Learning mm-hmm. to trust that part is is that would that be what you would say or? something like
1: that I've always I've always had the feeling that it's not so much about trusting our intimate partner it's about trusting ourselves because we know intuitively when something's a little bit a little bit off right or we know intuitively but the question is at what point are we willing to feel it and actually then say it out loud or express it or embody it so I think if you can learn to trust yourself more and more then of course there are things that makes your partner more trustable how they show up in your intimate relationship how they show up in life how they show up in particular circumstances do they follow through with what they say do they speak truth or not I mean all of that makes a makes them more trustable or not I think the essence is if they're not being trustable do you trust yourself enough to recognise it, say it out loud and choose to be in it or not? Do you trust yourself that if you choose not to be in it that you're still intrinsically okay, that you don't need to, um, that you are love already, that nothing's missing? Does that make sense? Mm, Absolutely. Um, Mm.
0: and, And I guess for me it's the process of growing into that trusting myself mm-hmm. and the, the thing it also brings up the issue of unconditional love like mm-hmm. it, my understanding is that you attract to you the parts that haven't been healed in yourself in your partner mm-hmm. so that that actually brings up all the issues and things that haven't been healed and it mm-hmm. then it's then it becomes a like a dance between recognising, oh, maybe that's a part in them that hasn't been healed and so where do I love unconditionally hmm. for them and where do I love unconditionally for myself? Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely,
1: because I think sometimes... Okay, let me give you an example. If you were standing opposite to someone and they were smacking you around the head and you went, oh, I need to recognize that I too can be violent and, um, and I too, I need to love unconditionally. Well, you can love and choose not to be in relationship with that person. Love, mm. Loving unconditionally doesn't mean... You have to choose to be abused, loving unconditionally. You know, it, basically, it's either working or it's not. You, mm. you always have yeah. the power to choose consciously. I think it's a, one of the, it's like the mirror thing that I was talking about. You know, we go, oh, I need to look at this within myself. That's one of my partners. Yes, and also you always have a choice. You're never not a choice, you always have the power to choose. If you're not choosing, then that's where the work is,
0: yes, yes, in becoming conscious that you're not actually choosing or that it's part of the conditioning, like in my case, um I did that, I stayed in that situation mm. and it was part of a conditioning of on a subconscious level and I didn't realize that until I stepped out of it and, and mm-hmm. looked really deeply that I was actually doing that to myself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean and I'm that ne- person, I'll never
1: gone.
0: And that person was there as a mirror of what I was doing to myself and hadn't healed within myself but I was projecting and going if only they would fix themselves to be or all be okay and
1: uh, yes yeah, so it, and it, the thing it, it is, is that they may very good. well have loads of work to do on themselves in the meantime do you want to be in relationship with that person or not mm. Mm. yes you know you might yeah <laughs> so again it's a yes, choice. yeah I, I, a choice.
0: yeah i i understand that
1: now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's beautiful thank you ah great thank you so much kiri debbie it's great to have you on here oh thank you it's great to be on here hmm so there's another question I'm just going to mute your line and there's another question that's come in through the question box which is from M in Adelaide can you talk can please talk more about what the traps of relationships and dysfunctional relating uh, we've spoken uh, quite a bit about it I'm not sure whether you've just joined later on in the call I think the essence is excuse me I'm gonna sneeze oh dear please excuse me is when I'm talking the traps of woo relationships and dysfunctional relating I'm really saying this um, talking about this piece that we have where we need to be all love and light which can over which some people call spiritual bypassing where we need to be all love and light and put up with uh, something that we would not consciously put up with if we weren't using the practice of being love and light to avoid actually being real and true and at the same time you know then there's I talked about the new wave of women's work and how women are getting in touch with their kali, and then I see these men who who are subjected to be put to put up with abuse when it's actually not open-hearted um, in the moment wrath as an invitation to stand up into deeper truth it's just a toxic dump of, of suppressed hurt and rage from all the other men they were ever with or their moments leading up to that moment where that man may or may not have been out of integrity or hurt their feelings so we can use any spiritual practice to prop up our patterns and dysfunctional relating or we can use them to reveal what's really going on here and and what am I avoiding or or not am I really embodying unconditional love or am I just playing out the game that I learned from my mother which is don't rock the boat right they're two very different things so I hope that answers your question M from Adelaide and we're nearly at the top of the hour so if you would like to ask a question you can press star 2 to raise your hand if you're listening in via the phone or if you have another question or want to celebrate a revelation then please feel free to type that into the question box if you're listening to the webcast In the meantime, what I do really want to say to you while we're waiting for those to come in is uh, please know that there are many ways that you and I can work on this together. So there's uh, the Facebook group that I have, which is a closed group. And that's, if you look up Self-Satisfaction for Women on Facebook, you'll see a a private group that you could join. There's also the Goddess Embodiment Circle, which is a group coaching program where you get to work with me in a group setting, in group coaching uh, every two weeks. And also, there's a private um, group coaching forum where you and I, you post a question and I answer it immediately. So you have unlimited access to me in that, and you also have unlimited access to all of the trainings I've created, like Shadow Sacred Shadow for the Feminine. Breathe, baby, breathe. The Life, Love, and Intimacy Home Study Program. All of the past calls and um, and Mysterium teaching calls that I've ever done are all in there. So that's also a really beautiful way to uh, explore this work and really shift into conscious relating. Then there's also the opportunity to work with me one-on-one. So if you want to explore possibilities, or just feels right to explore what's next for you in the realm of life, love, sex, and intimacy. Feel free to email me, Lisa at SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. All of your emails come directly to me. I have my assistant do other stuff, but not answer my emails because of the personal nature of what comes through to my inbox. So. I will do one last check to see if there's a hand up and there is. So let me just refresh the line. Yeah. Okay. Is that Shane? Hi. Hello. How are you? How are you? I recognize the number. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, good.
0: Um, you might have covered this because I came on a little bit later, but how do you? Mm. How can you tell the difference between the toxic dump and the open-hearted um, expression?
1: Mhm. Good question. Okay.
0: Because mm. sometimes I don't.
1: I I still sometimes no, yeah. don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, don't know the difference. Mm. One of the key ways to tell is if it's a toxic dump, you might dump it. But there's still residue. You're still not done. It's still okay. Uh, it's still there because it's just a dump. Because it's something that you're needing to move through your own psyche, your own body, your own heart. So as a dump, because there's a part of you that knows it's a dump as well, it kind of doesn't release properly. Whereas when it's just open-hearted right? if I'm looking at Mo and he's just done something that's out of integrity, let's say. Let's say he promised uh, our son that he would take him rock climbing and that was something that was really important and then he just kind of blew it off. It wasn't something important. He blew it off. And I really felt that that was out of integrity, was out of integrity for him because he wasn't being true to him and it was out of integrity with with Alex. Then I might, you know, for that I might just look at him and just, growl <laughs> as you know we use a lot of sound and movement rather than words and he might just be able to feel into that growl and go oh okay yeah I'm out of integrity here or maybe he does something that's completely out of integrity in which case I roar but it's an open-hearted invitation and I roar and it's done and I'm still eye gazing I'm not shutting down I'm not turning away it's love it's like a hmm, it's a love roar (laughs) and it also won't be confusing to your partner it'll be less confusing especially if you've agreed upon that you can do this together whereas if you're toxic dumping about previously he can actually feel that and it's confusing because he doesn't it There's nothing he can do about the past he can only do something about what's here now So probably the key indicators are if he's really confused or if it's just not done, it's still there, then it's probably been a toxic dump. Got it. Thank you. My pleasure. Beautiful. Thank you, Emmy. (laughs) Pleasure. All right. Uh, Close the line. Shae's line. Beautiful. All right. We are at the top of the hour. So it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I would love to hear your comments and your feedback on this show. So feel free to email me, lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. What did you love? What do you want to know more about? How could we make it even better for you? Feel free to email that to me. Like I said, it all comes to me. And if you want to explore relationship as a hotbed for your spiritual practice but you need guidance and support then like I said there are many ways that I can support you in that uh, all the way from the free resources on the site through to a group program one-on-one program that's what I'm here for so I really invite you if something's woken up for you in this email me and let's have a chat and see how uh, you could next embody your, this unfolding that's happening right now. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for exploring relationship as a hotbed for your spiritual practice. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. In the meantime, it's lots and lots of love from me. Bye for now.
0: You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.